Ready? Yes. Oh! Here we go again. Gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let me beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. You are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Brian. And it is, I think this is officially the longest we've gone without uh, doing one of these things. Um, we did go on an extended hiatus. It was an extended hiatus. Um, my ability to travel between Portland and California, I, I greatly overestimated my skills. So I just got back from the Portland area doing that uh, production of Chicago up there. It went very well. I had a sold out run the entire time. You smell of mold and hot dogs. That's what well, thank- I put down to Portland and Chicago. Don't thank thank you. Yeah, and probably a lot of beer. Oh, probably very quality beer. Yes. Yeah. True. Yeah, it, I'm sure. I, I'm sure I still have that coming out of my pores. Things but, things, um, things things mold are so well in Portland. They're just they like do. oh, let's put this in a dark, dank place. Oh, it's delicious now. Fuck. <laughs> um. <laughs> Speaking of dark, dank places, what the fuck did you do to the studio, Brian? Um, I've been watching a lot of Batman vs. Superman, and I wanted my own Batcave, but I wanted a Zack Snyder Batcave, so but, I made it super dark and weird. But the, but the, there's like f- there's feathers everywhere. You will notice that uh, I did dress a small orphan up in a Robin outfit and um, basically killed him. Wait, That is what? Jason Todd. No, that's Jason Todd. I mean, his name was like Armando or something is what they told me at the orphanage when I adopted him. But uh, I named him Jason Todd and we fought crime together and then I killed him. But, but so the, you're admitting on on. Yeah, admitting I'm admitting on air that I killed <laughs> <laughs> a Latino orphan. Yeah. Oh, come get me, police. Gosh, <laughs> like that's not illegal. As far as I know, it's not. Um, they, dude, Trump has not been elected yet. Oh, well, then we're going to have another hiatus while I go to Mexico the other way for a while. Um, but uh, you so, yeah, get back before that wall gets built. No, it's OK. I'm Batman. I can get over that. No problem. But yeah, that's anyway, that's the tone. Uh, that's I mean, the, I, I, it's creepy fair, I mean, in here. I, I killed the kid and I forgot that you're supposed to take him out of the outfit and just have the outfit. I could have just done that, but I went too far, obviously, as I do. Uh, and then, you know, there's, you know. Like I, I I'll, I'll grant you that the the weird like guns and bullets everywhere sort of mm-hmm. screams, I voted for Trump like twice already in elections where he wasn't even a candidate like it was just <laughs> a write in, right? Yeah, uh, but that's the new world of Batman now, and I'm Batman, and I believe that my Batman shoots people in the face and runs them over with his car, and so I've been doing that. I've been bringing justice to the barrios of Los Angeles while you were gone. How many people have you killed since I've been I gone? I lost, lost count. You see those marks on the side of the Batmobile over there? That's yeah. like every one of those is like 50 people. What? Yeah, 50. Yup. That's a lot of murder. Well, Zack Snyder told me to do it. That was why like all of this happened was I was walking in Hollywood and doing my thing and then this really hyped up kid on Mountain Dew came by and was like dude you want to be Batman and I was like yeah I do and uh, next thing I know I'm killing poor people in the ghettos of Los Angeles uh, all while screaming about justice and my dead parents which it makes sense really because my parents are totally alive but uh, yeah. whatever yeah. I go with it Zack Snyder says do it I do it Zack Snyder says jump I jump boom well you know what I think Zack Snyder would really like what would he like I think he would like it if we spent a little time and uh, did a review of Batman vs Superman. I think he would like that, uh, especially since I'm, I'm Batman now. Um, you know, I have not. Uh, oh, I have not either. What a perfect opportunity for us to review a film that neither one of us have seen. Hooray! The favorite thing of mine that we do on this show. We we really nailed down our Star Wars review. I got to say that was pretty good, and then uh, yeah, just success really. Before we get into the review here, though, you mentioned Star Wars. First of all, I owe our listeners an apology. Not only have we been on an extended hiatus because I was out of town, but Mm -hmm. I am only 50% completed 
in my March Madness challenges oh, here as yeah. we're nearing the end of April. I had four Friday challenges to deal with. I've done two. Uh, I've yes. only I've only actually been given three. Brian is holding out on the last one until I complete the third one, which I guess is fair. But also, yes. I may not have thought up the last one, but now it's pretty much going to include you murdering an orphan and oh. blaming it on you. Awesome. That's Hope you're down for that. That's great. So yep. you wanted to read these. Do you have access to that? Ah, uh, yes. I sure do. Let me haul that up real quick. Uh, yeah, he's getting we'll at our, uh, our, it's a super high-tech tool that we have here. It's called an Ip, Ip, Ipod, Ipod, spelled I-P-A-D. It's really cool. And uh, Brian's able to, like, get all this information and stuff. So it looks like he's Pull things up there. jumping Look on our them. Facebook page over there, Downstairs Neighbors at Facebook. Yep. And I have to say, you did quite well with the challenges that you've had so far. Oh, well, thank uh, you. I appreciate that. It's, it's been nice. And I've also been really appreciating our Leo DiCaprio Eats Thin Mints. And that went viral, by the way, and became like a huge... It, it did. Huge thing. And, and he's not eating them. He is looking lovingly at them as he, he eats is. them. He is becoming as, as one, one with would. them. He's communing yeah. with the Thin Mints. Well, let's, let's start here with March 6th uh, and uh, your beautiful... Tom Brady's ode to Kelly Clarkson. Um, okay. Should so I, the, should I the just launch into here, this? Well, uh, uh, yeah, let's just let them know what this was in case they haven't uh, seen. Uh, so the first challenge I got was Brian uh, texted me that I needed to write a love poem as written from Tom Brady to Kelly Clarkson. And it had to include the line... They'll never deflate our my love for you or something along they those lines. Yeah, they can't deflate my love for you. Yes, they can't. That, that was what had to be in there. Yes. All right, so, uh, so uh, here we are, uh, written by Tom Brady. Dearest Kelly, Miss Independent, my love for you is strong. Whenever I'm with you, it's third down and long. Forget about Giselle. You make my football swell. No matter what they say or do, they can't deflate my love for you. I don't know what's behind those hazel eyes, but I love being between those thighs. I may be the king of touchdowns, but as the queen of my heart, you wear the crown. Tom Brady from Boston, Massachusetts. That is just beautiful. Thank you. I, it was well written as well. Well, thank you. Written. So, thank uh, you. And uh, we could just hustle right in here to the second challenge. Why don't you give people the background on that? So uh, our, our listeners here, our regular listeners, will of course remember when we were doing our, our unseen review of Star Wars The Force Awakens, you actually, the version that you saw as you weren't watching the movie, mm. uh, included an all-Spanish-speaking Star Wars porn parody. Erotic, erotic film. Yes, erotic but, film act, well, but acted Wars. out in person. It sounded yes, like. live. It in front live of the movie. So in front of, well... Film. While The Force Awakens played on the screen behind them, in front, there was a uh, production of Star, uh, Low Star Wars, Me Force Awakens. And yes. so this challenge was for me to write the first page of dialogue of S Low Star Wars, Me Force Awakens. And translate yep. it to Spanish, which I... Yes. And then translate it back to English, which you yes. did after putting it. So should I read the Spanish version or the English version uh, I feel like both, and you should start with the Spanish one. There's so much of it, though. <laughs> I, I, it's so much more fun when you put C translation on on Facebook. Yes, it is. All right, do the do the do the English translation from the Spanish Google translation. Uh, I'll read the beginning. Uh, just the beginning here is Los Star Wars mi fuerza despierta contra un fondo de papel de construcción negro aparecían las siguientes palabras escritas en un rolo de papigencio y garabantía hacia arriba. So that is the beginning in Spanish. That's amazing. Here, here I will read it in English. Star Wars The Force Awakens My. Against a background of black construction paper appear the following words written in a roll of toilet paper and scribbled their name up. It's a most frightening moment in space. The first order of business is very bad, and Luke Skywalker has been hidden. Like that time my uncle and his kids hid in the back of a truck when they crossed over to the land of opportunity more disappointing. The camera down to a box of sand where a robot of gold is receiving fellatio of a beach ball with the antenna on the top of the same. <laughs> Balls Depio. Oh, my circuits. Oh, my circuits. Right there. That is the place. 
The robot beach ball does electric sounds are muffled by the shaft of the robot of gold in your part of the mouth. Balls DPO <laughs> continued. If only Master Luke was here, he sure would enjoy this too. And there is also the whole question of the First Order. <laughs> and this is where I always lose it. <laughs> a donkey with the bleached hair and a butthole bleached. <laughs> and a butthole bleached walks by. Balls DPO. Master Luke, are you? <laughs> Donkey Luke responds with something that Facebook couldn't translate, <laughs> but it's in brackets and it's rebuznos. <laughs> Balsdibio, are you? We are saved. We have the gender now. <laughs> Balsdibio begins to perform numerous sexual acts. <laughs> okay, I'm going to get through this paragraph. Baldipio begins to perform numerous sexual acts in Luke Skywalker Donkey. Soon a Mexican <laughs> rough beautiful with a lazy eye and a little Mexican girl of questionable age with patches of skin sporadically glued to her face walks by. <laughs> and solo. Oh we God. are also <laughs> And solo. We are also here. We have the gender too. Blobaca <laughs> makes a guttural sound. Translated from the Spanish. Oh. So, so there's okay. that. So here's here's how some of that happened. So I wrote it in English, obviously, because I don't speak Spanish other than like Chalupa, right. uh, Gordita. Your basic Spanish, your basic yeah. high school Spanish from Illinois, right? Yeah. So I wrote it in English, and mm. then I went to Google Translate per your instructions and translated it to Spanish, and that's what I copied and pasted onto the Facebook post. Yeah. And then Facebook has its own C translation link, which took it from Google's attempt at what I was trying to do and mm. turned it into a bastardization of that. So things like we have the gender <laughs> yeah. was a because really good apparently line. Google changed my sex to a different word that means sex in a sense of gender. Gender. Um, I so feel that like fun. that could if we ever make T shirts, we have the gender will be on that. <laughs> with a donkey with a Luke Skywalker wig on it and then it just says we have the gender and We have the gender now. <laughs> We have the gender as well. Well, and then also um, it got serial killer. Like I pictured, um, if you watch The Office. Yes. You know the, and it's it's been like a meme, or not a meme. It's become a gif on, uh, on uh, oh, my age is showing. You hear that? I'm getting my, I'm getting my young vernaculars all twisted. Well, <laughs> you don't want to have twisted vernaculars. Trust me, that shit yeah. hurts. That's bad. Can't sit, can't walk, nothing. Anyway, the one where they have the first aid in the office to learn CPR and like mm. it all goes batshit crazy, and Dwight ends up slicing the face off of the dummy, and he's standing against the wall, wearing its face like Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, this part of what I'm about to say, the script here, made me think of that when you read it back to me just now, because I initially was going off of your description of Blobaka, which mm. was a young Latina girl who they did the best they could with apparently a small budget for the hair budget, and they just had bits of hair glued to her face. That's yeah. what I wrote in English. Somehow going to Spanish translation and then back to an English translation, it changed hair into to skin. skin. <laughs> so yeah. she has bits of skin glued to her face. <laughs> it got real creepy. I like that this show started with me talking about murdering a Mexican orphan, and now we've gone to a Mexican orphan with skin <laughs> taped to her face <laughs> in a Mexican erotic film. Well, um, I feel like... The class like stays classy around here. Yeah, I, I feel like our listeners now know that they're going to get a variety of topics because you're going to talk, you know, we're going to go all, all the way from Latina orphans to Latina orphans. I mean, it's a wide... It's, true. it's a range we cover here, man. And a lot of people right now are like, oh, yeah, this is why I haven't missed this for two months. <laughs> a lot of people are like, oh, that's right. That's, Just when I'd forgotten. That's Thanks, right. guys, for getting right to it in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> You know what we haven't really talked about, though, at all? Mm. Dicks. No. We've left dicks completely alone so far. I think that I think we're growing. I, I, I yep. feel like easily, you know, we should have said dicks a few times already. Probably. No dicks. No, we mentioned balls when we were talking about Tom Brady, but that's just, you can't say Tom Brady and not think of balls. It's so. true. It's true. But, but I mean, no, I mean, the fact that we, we still, to this point, have not talked about dicks is really impressive. And I, no. I, anyway. I applaud you, sir. I think we've talked about Rebuznos, whatever that is. I'm trying still to remember not sure what the hell that, that was. Uh, I think I think I said I think it said like the donkey braze or something like that. Uh, and I think that it would be Rebuznos. I think 
I'm also gonna put that on a T-shirt. Just Raboo's nose. Raboo's <laughs> nose. Right again. We have just the if anybody well. wants to get me a picture of a donkey with a wig on it, I will put that on a T-shirt. A blonde and wear wig. It. A blonde wig. Yeah, like a Luke Skywalker sort of a '70s floppy blonde hair wig. That'd be kind of awesome. I feel like this so, needs yeah. to happen. I'm gonna look into it, and we'll see price point wise. <laughs> and just give us a reaction, folks, as to uh, how many T-shirts you would buy of a donkey with a Luke Skywalker wig saying Raboosnos or we have the gender now. Or both. Or both. There's and as an added both. Yeah, that's true. We could have it say both. And just somewhere on that maybe in tiny words, I listen to Final Hour with the <laughs> West Coast Neighbors. I survived listening you... to Final Hour with the West Coast yeah. Neighbors and didn't have a stroke. No. Well, I anyway. think that if uh, if we don't make those T-shirts a thing, I think that that would be a great injustice. And you know who can't tolerate injustice? Donald Trump? No, no. Okay, no. Um, I give you. I give you. There you go. There you go. Batman. Batman. And I cannot tolerate injustice. You can't. I hate it. You do. It's. uh, I've seen you just sigh very heavily when you sense something unfair happening. Unjust happening. Yeah, no. It's true. It's true. Yep. But speaking of that, uh, let's do a review of uh, Batman versus Superman. Batman versus Superman. Here we go. Uh, I was really, really impressed with uh, the use of Adam West. I thought that it was a great, great kind of callback to the original Batman. So, you know. Disagree. Disagree. To have him on and then disembowel him in the first five minutes was just disrespectful. True, true. But, I mean, you know, I feel like they were, clearly, I think they were trying to piggyback on the we're not going to talk about it in detail, but we're, they're trying to piggyback on the big spoiler that from the new Star Wars movie. I think that's kind of what's happening, and I, you know, I, it was it was a courageous attempt. I liked it. To try, you know, I mean, they kill him so quick, and then you know, Superman's like, ha ha, die, Adam West, and he fries him with his laser eyes, and you know, after you know, ripping his intestines out, and it's like, damn. You know, it. I I just I thought they could have gone classier ways, like maybe just had him do the Batusi. That would have been cool, but obviously, again, Zack Snyder was directing it, and he probably had more Mountain Dew on set that day, and just like, you know what would be awesome? Murdering Adam West. It's true. I, it was, it. I, I was surprised just how far they went, though, by having Superman be a part of that. Just, I mean, right off the bat, they really established that Superman is a, is a heartless uh, psychopathic murderer, and I thought it was great because it, you know, it wasn't really clear in the trailers who was going to be the bad guy, and I, th- I thought it was fantastic that right from the onset, Superman is just more well, evil than the you Joker. You do, yeah. You think that Superman is going to be the most evil, and then Batman turns out to be a Nazi, and you're like, oh, I did not see that coming. I actually kind of picked up on that like a third of the way through the movie. I was like, oh, mm. nope, nope, nope. He's going to be a Nazi, and he's going to be a boom, Nazi. Called it. Well, and then that just right in that second act where like he. He basically uh, goes up against Lex Luthor, uh, and who's now Lex Luthorstein, uh, mm. and is like, I mean, I don't want to use harsh language on this show because we don't do that. No, but there were that. a lot of f there were a lot of f bombs dropped, and oh. then he just kept he just I, he painted a, a Nazi swastika on the hood of his car and started running people over with it. And I I I was in the middle of the road about that. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, on the one hand, I felt that that is what Zack Snyder wanted Batman to be. And sure. as a directorial choice, he made a choice. He's like, I want the most violent, reprehensible Batman I could possibly get to go along with the most psychotic Superman ever. It's uh, true. And, and again, I think it was brave of him to say, I want no one to enjoy watching this film. Yeah. You know, Marvel, Marvel makes films that people like to see uh, and that are fun. And Zack Snyder bravely said, no. Yeah, the world has enjoyed enough superhero films. I want to make something so unpleasant and genuinely shitty and just sad and violent. I'm gonna make this. Cheers. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was a brave move. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember, I remember thinking that I just I didn't think that he actually would be ballsy enough to do another shit fest because you mm-hmm. gotta you gotta think that his. He's reaching the end of his rope here as far as getting jobs in Hollywood because he's he's so bad. And I thought that the courage to stay to you know to say hey I've got uh, I've got a, a an interesting story that's going to be poised to set off uh, a whole universe of movies like Marvel's trying uh, not trying to do like Marvel is doing. Yeah. Um, and I thought that it was it was really brave for him to stick to his guns and say no I I've been handed. 
a softball down the middle, and I'm not yeah. gonna take that home run hit. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna bunt. And I I'm thought it was take amazing. That bat. I'm gonna take that bat and murder everyone on this baseball diamond right now, is what mm-hmm. Zack Snyder said. And then he did it. He did it. Uh to just to just look look the audience in the end that what a brave you you know, you mentioned the ballsy direction of Zack Snyder earlier. Yeah. And I wanna wanna call back to the, the post credit scene mm-hmm. uh, where he oh, literally God. walks in frame and and teabags the lens of the camera. Yep. And then flips off the audience and says, Fuck you, uh I you couldn't comic book he nerds. Actually do you think he got beards. that one take, that, that, that snot rocket that he got to land dead center of the lens? Do you think that was one take or, or what? Because that was impressive. I heard that it was one take, just wow. right on the, like, he just, he hates comic fans and hates people, really. Yeah. That much. That kind he was of like, anybody I'm that goes to the movies, period. Yeah. No, if you go in a movie theater, Zack Snyder hates you and mm-hmm. is like, why aren't you home playing video games? Yeah. Like, like morally ambiguous sons, like Dark Souls or something. Why aren't you summoning Satan? Right. I don't understand. I'm Zack Snyder. Yeah, and he really just the the ability to make a film that disliked Superman and Batman so much as they are, you know, in comics, to just say no, I'm making what I want to make because yeah. I'm Zack Snyder and I'm a visionary genius. People said I was after I made 300 that I was a visionary genius, and I am. And he made it, and I, damn, you know, props to him. I have not seen a film hate fuck human eyeballs. Like that sense Star Wars me a Force Awakens. Like mm-hmm. that was the last film I saw that just literally had sex with someone's eyes and not in a pleasant consensual way. No, but in like the this there's not a there's no amount of LASIK that'll fix this kind of way. Um, I dare you to look away. Yeah, but exactly. also I dare you to look. Oh you know. See, that's deep. Yeah. I, I think mean, he's up there with the the great auteurs of France in the 1960s who who decided to make cinema that that reviled uh, the human condition and I yeah. think Zack Snyder did that it's beautiful another thing that I thought was was impressive and daring uh, and and really all the overall casting and, dir- and the directions he went with it was uh, was surprising and powerful like again we've talked about how how hateful and hateable he made Batman and Superman both um, yes to the you know but kind of the the light to that darkness to the way that he was able to uh to just really really just encapsulate Lex Luthor's virginal innocence and just mm. i i thought it was um, the the idea to have him have the lisp was i thought genius and the only thing really that i liked better than actually the way they handled Lex Luthor was to actually have the way that they cast George Lopez as Wonder Woman, I thought was a fantastic choice. That was a great choice. That really was. And so open-minded, really, to yeah, say, really I'm was. going to have a man play a woman uh, in, in this film. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to be gender-blind. I'm just yes. going to cast George Lopez. And I don't care. Uh, I don't care that you like Wonder Woman. Uh, I'm going to make her just really be George Lopez. Yeah. And that was a cool call. And then Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor was... I mean to have him just copy the Joker. What a good call! Right? I mean, they, I could just, I could hear that decision happening where they were sitting around watching like The Dark Knight, and they were like, "Oh man, we, I, don't you wish Heath Ledger was alive to play the Joker?" And Jesse Eisenberg, hero that he is, piped up and said, "What if I just did everything like Heath would do it?" But like, what if Heath was like unoriginal and just made the same performance every time? What yeah. if I just did that and pretended I was Heath Ledger and the Joker, but we just named him Lex Luthor and I won't wear any makeup or anything? I thought good it was call, good. Jesse. It was. Wait, it was, wait. It, it added layers. It really did. It really kind of tied yeah. together. I thought it was a good homage to you know the previous Batman um, series yeah. of movies that they had out. So. It was a bridge, a bridge yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, now we can't talk about Batman versus Superman with talk, without talking about the woman in Superman's life. Uh, what did you think of the way that Lois Lane was basically portrayed as like? Um, I'm trying to think of the right piece of furniture a divan maybe like a couch of some kind just just an object to be on screen to say things that people needed to because Zack Snyder knows we're stupid like he's very aware that everyone watching his film is a mouth breathing yeah, moron or- and so we needed a character to explain the entire thing to us yes. piece by piece and to make uh, and to be in peril for Superman to rescue uh, and so to, to have Amy Adams play her as a piece of furniture, what were your thoughts on that? Um, I felt like 
it did it seem natural for Amy. Uh, she she was yeah. she was very believable as the not uh, a lot of singing, satay. which was okay. What's that? She she didn't sing very much, but I th- I feel like that was okay. The few songs she did sing were all right. Yeah, I mean, I don't know why she had to be dressed in bondage gear with a ball gag for her musical songs. I didn't. I just as kind of a more musical theater purist, I didn't appreciate mm. that. But um, but did no, make I, the lyrics a bit hard to understand. It like did, I was pretty sure did. she was singing weirdly enough the Spider Man theme while she was in that yeah, outfit, but I, I, I couldn't really tell because of the ball was gag. Is that what that was? I think I. It also could have been a variety. It also I think it might have been a U two song. Or possibly uh, maybe an old German folktale. But I think it was the Spider-Man theme. I'm almost 100%. Okay. All right. That so, yeah, but that, yeah that, that was an interesting choice there. But on the whole, I, I think it's safe to say that uh, uh, on a scale of five being the most, uh, how many Zack Snyder middle fingers would you give it? Uh, ten. Ten all five. ten. Mid- like all, all middle fingers, all fingers become the middle finger for Zach and I think he gives it 10 middle fingers and I, I give it 10 middle brave. fingers. That's, yeah. that's, a, that's a brave choice. I, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go three. I, uh, I do feel mm. like he got a little bit of letting the producers and, and the, the DC executives get in his way a little bit too much. Like I, I yeah. think he really caved on, uh, on not having Batman have the nipples back on the suit and have the, uh, the ass removed from the suit. I think he should have stuck to his guns on that. He and did. So, you know. There were clearly, yeah, while watching it, I, I'm not going to lie, I did. I'm still going to stick by my 10 mm. for 10, but, uh, or sorry, 10 for 5. But uh, I, I think you are right. He, the, he was compromised by stu- meddling studio executives who came in and said, so what if Superman goes around and, and just has forced sex with the entire nation of Sweden? Mm. So what? And the studio executives said no. You can't do that because then A will get like a really hard rating and also Superman's not a rapist. And Zack right. Snyder was like, How dare you say that about Superman? He is but, a rapist. But he caved. In my world. He caved. And then he caved. I think you know, I feel like he made the trade off so that Batman could shoot people in the face with guns. Well yes. Um, those headshots from Batman were definitely the trade. That they he was were like, impressive. Fine, I'll take Superman raping the nation of Sweden out. If I can have Batman shoot people in the face with guns and with his car. And the studio executive said, okay. Right. Because, right. again, violence is easier to sell than sex, obviously. It's violence true. sells. Isn't that a saying? Violence sells. It does. I hear yeah. that saying. Sexual in Zack Snyder world. really, in, really in, works, too. In Zack Snyder world, uh, sexually uh, denigrating women and, and violence sell. They do. And it's just, it's great that... Uh, that he knows it, and I wish I wish him all the best, and hope that in his future endeavors, if Marvel ever hires him to direct a film, that he can really make the film that I want to see, which is where Iron Man fists Captain America to death. I really I can't wait for that film. I feel like that's coming, and that's uh, I think they're calling it Captain America: Civil War. Is that what happens in that? Pretty sure. Did Zack Snyder direct it? Uh, he was a consultant. Oh, then yeah, that probably could happen then. Right. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of things that could happen there. I'm unfamiliar with the whole Civil War thing. Uh, uh, help me out here. Is Captain America gonna like try and make slavery happen or something? And so Iron Man fights him. Will they wear gray and blue uniforms? Part like, of me how is not sure this? how how serious you are with this question. I think part of you really I am does deadly, feel this way, dude. I have a, a history degree and a theater degree. In no way do I have a Marvel Comics degree. So when I saw the phrase Civil War, I just assumed that we were going to watch a Civil War reenactment of the Battle of Gettysburg put on by superheroes. And I was like, you know what? I'm in. That could be pretty cool. Well, would you like me to would you like me to fill you in on what the movie is or do you want to be surprised? I mean, give me a, a a hint. Don't don't like ruin it for me, but just give me like a hint. Oh, well, I, I am I right? I wouldn't be able to uh no. Well, no. so maybe they're not fighting to f- they're not fighting to free Black Panther then. Ah, uh, maybe. At no point will the uh who's Paul Bettany playing the Vision. that dude. Vision. At no point does Vision get an Abraham Lincoln beard and start making speeches. That doesn't happen. I can't guarantee no speeches. I don't think the beard happens. I don't think. No. Unless maybe in like the director's cut. 
really missing out on an opportunity here to educate America's young people, but fine. But no, it's basically about the government wanting to get uh, powered people in a registry um, so they know who can do what and what their weaknesses are and whatnot. And so I believe Iron Man is on the side of that, saying that's a good idea because they need to have everybody regulated and in check. Um, Mm -hmm. And then Captain America is against it, which seems weird. In my head, it always felt like Captain America should be the one siding with the government. And yeah. Iron, Iron Man should be the one that's all for privatization. Be like, hell no, I don't want the government tracking me. Um, also, I just, I mean, I just, I want to be like, a question, obviously, mm-hmm. that comes to my mind. Is Captain America not aware that he already has, like, a social security number and, like, that it's the government not, knows everything about not, him already? It's not just every citizen, though, is the thing. It's it's because it's just the powered people. So well, yeah, it's obviously, like a if you don't. Type of a thing. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe, maybe to make him happy, then they could have been like, "Okay, everybody has to register for this, and then you have to tell us what your powers are." So Captain America could obviously go in and be like, "I'm super strong, and I've got a shield and shit, and I'm a badass." And then like Tim Simmons from Delaware could walk in and be like, "I'm particularly good at making balls of rubber bands, <laughs> and my my weakness is women named Tammy who uh, <laughs> wear, you know, nylon." And they, the government go, okay, cool. I mean, that would that have not solved the problem, really? Because then, uh, I mean, it what... It solves a problem. I think the other reason that, that he's against it and that some, mm. of the, some of the power people are against it is because some of them do keep secret identities to protect the people and their families and whatnot, and so this would take that off the table. But who, I mean, who would that be, though? Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't have a family. Like, Aunt he May. literally is responsible for his uncle's death. Right, but he still has Aunt May, and he has Mary Jane, and that's why he doesn't... Oh, yeah, nice job protecting Mary Jane, asshole. (laughs) They all die anyway. MJ never died. You're thinking of Gwen Stacy. No, didn't she die in, like, the last one? No, MJ Oh, no, they were going to talk about it. No, Kirsten Dunst actually has gone on record in saying that if uh, they made a Spider-Man 4, she was going to die in that one. Mary Jane was going to die. And then in the comics, hasn't Mary Jane died, like, five times? She's died. She's totally died. Mary Jane has died in the comics. I know Gwen Stacy died in the comics, and that's what they took that yeah. off of with Amazing Spider-Man. They kill too. all of Spider-Man's girlfriends. Spider-Man is shit already. The gov- let the government do it. Probably would protect <laughs> his family better. I don't understand this co- this fight from Captain America. I'm entirely on Iron Man's side here. Like, why would you ever be like, oh, no, you can't know what I do. Oh, wait, you fucking made me. You know everything about me already. What what are you objecting to, Captain America? I don't understand. So, so he, and he has nobody. Literally no one is alive that he cares about, other than that old lady, which is gross and weird to think I about. I know, right? Like, and I like, I like, by the way, in the movie, they introduced her. Was, was that in the last Avengers that she was in, or what was it where Ant-Man. they went and saw her? It was Ant-Man. Wait, was it Ant-Man? Yep, it was Ant-Man. Where they're like, oh, she's alive. And Cap's like, oh, hey. We're friends now. I don't want to fuck you at all. That was kind of sad. I was like, really, buddy? Really? Oh, you got old and wrinkly. I don't want to do you anymore. Yeah, whatever. Fuck you. You didn't really love her in the first place, you dick. What? Wait, was that Cap 2 or was that an Ant-Man? I know, because I know she was an Ant-Man, right? She was, they they had her at the beginning. Yeah, and it doesn't sort of assume that Cap's met her at some point. I mean, I thought they met on screen at one point, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and is an Ant-Man or something. But no she's idea. like there. She's alive. The woman that he was like, oh, I've been frozen in ice. Oh, I miss her so much. She's the best part of my life. And then boom. Oh, you got a chance to. Oh, hold on. She's how old? Drinks how much prune juice? No. <laughs> no, I don't want to hit that anymore. And he's just done. He's like, I'm going to go make eyes at Black Widow, which I don't blame him. But right? still kind of a dick move to just be like, I mean, I still look good and young, but we're not going to fuck. Now, are you excited? Kind of a let Civil War? Are you? It's like the only movie I'm excited for, like outside of like the nice guys, the movie with uh, Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Mm-hmm. But that's like late May. There's nothing. It's been like a desert wasteland out there. Whoa! I, I you're not I excited watched... for Suicide Squad. That's like not until August. Well, right, but you, okay. I thought you, I thought you were saying no, no, like I just the whole like year. You're since only Deadpool, about. name me name me one movie you were excited about since Deadpool, and you were like, oh, I got to see that. That's already since come out. Deadpool. 
That's already come out. Yeah, not a movie coming out soon, but like a movie that's already out. I mean, unless you're really excited about The Huntsman or whatever the hell came no, out. I will say a movie that it, it could be really, really bad. I'm going to find out. I'm going to see it actually tomorrow. Um, mm. Is uh, Hardcore Henry. Yeah, I just wasn't excited about it. I was like, oh, it's kind of a cool idea. Maybe I'll catch it on DVD. But I was like, oh, no movie has made me go, I need to go to the theater since Deadpool. It's it's true, well, yeah, it was definitely time. Deadpool. Uh, I saw Jungle Book. That was good. I haven't seen Jungle Book. I'm kind of curious about that. I'm like, they, they a did shot. a good job with it. Do you know the casting in that, or have you not? Looked yeah, I'm it? aware that Idris Elba plays a tiger, and it's going to turn my wife into a furry. I'm fully aware. I of was that. more talking about like Scarlett Johansson. Yes, and that's going to turn me into whatever a, a, a scaly, whatever wants to yeah. hunt reptiles. I but I, I, I was going to say definitely uh, sexiest snake in the world. And when I won't, mm. I'm just we'll revisit this once you've seen it. But. Um, once Should seen Mowgli it, have let Ka have his way with him? Yes. Well, Does no, he sound like Scarlett Johansson? Probably. Here, no, no, no. Less, more than that. Imagine the audio engineer that got to literally be in the booth with ScarJo. Once you see the scene and you hear some of the dialogue that, 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 that Ka has, uh, tell me okay. that that sound engineer did not just like fill up his audio spank bank like crazy, and he probably still <laughs> has just the... Recording she sessions she files. She walks in. She's like, "Wow, there's a lot of Kleenex are laying around in here." It's like, <laughs> "I have a cold. I have a cold. I have a cold. I have a cold." Go back in the, b- go back in the booth <laughs> and say, "Harry, you seem particularly engorged today." That's not a line. <laughs> I have. We're just covering our bases. Okay, Harry. Off she goes. Yeah, it's yeah, that's, uh, that when you but when you see it, just and you probably won't be able to not laugh a little now when you hear the dialogue because. It's mm. definitely not. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only pervert that was sitting in the theater going, "Well, that was hot." Dude, no. Okay, so they ma- they're making this version of the Jungle Book, right? They made the Jungle Book. They cast Idris Elba, who has. I mean, I'm a dude, and that guy has a sexy voice, mm-hmm. and it pretty much makes my wife go crazy whenever she hears it. So they're making another Jungle Book that's coming out, and they've made Benedict Cumberbatch the voice of Shere Khan. I actually was gonna say because I didn't know who the, who everybody was in this, so I was talking to Alex. I saw it with our buddy Alex. And nice. I was asking, who's that, who's that? And when it came down for Shere Khan, I actually wanted it to be Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, no, he is, but not in this one. He's in the one that uh Is it another animated one then, or what are, they, like, what are they doing? No, it's the same thing. It's literally the same thing, and they're putting it out. Like, like it, it was going to be next year, but I think they've pushed it back like two years now. Um, it's so it's just thing. another live action. Well, live action. I'm doing finger quotes because there's a lot of Right, CGI live animals. action with CGI animals that are voiced by celebrities. Yeah, same thing. The same thing as this one. Same story. I, I mean, it's the Jungle Book. Uh, how many? I mean, unless Mowgli gets an AK forty-seven, goes to town. <laughs> Mad Mowgli. Which I would watch the Fury Jungle. <laughs> Mad, Mad Mowgli. Mad Mowgli. Welcome to the jungle. I mean, the soundtrack oh, is already shit. there for you. Mad Mowgli. Welcome to the jungle is the best movie. It not might made. also be the episode title for this episode. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. Mad Mowgli, Welcome to the Jungle is the title of this episode. In hopes that the executives at whatever company is making this are like, holy shit, these guys are on to it. Okay, all that CGI you guys have been doing of animals, forget it. They all walk now, they all talk, and they all have like a, a specialty. Like, like Shere Khan's an explosives expert now, <laughs> and, and Bagheera's good at kung fu, and they need to take down, I don't know, Hans Gruber. They got to take it down Hans Gruber. I think the it's ghost of Hans Gruber. It's been a while since he's been taken down, so I think it's important. Yeah, I mean he is dead now, like officially. Alan Rickman being dead is sad. Cuz now we can't have Hans Gruber anymore. There've been a lot of deaths. Uh not great like, this year. Yeah, in, in like fact, Alan Rickman was sad. Alan Rickman fuck? was sad and in the last I want to say 24 or 40, well, when we're recording this, Prince yeah. died today. Yeah, we're down Prince and David Bowie. Yeah, Prince and David Bowie are gone, guys. Who is going to bridge the gap of sexual gender identity? And speaking of that, guys China died yeah, the day before uh, the day before Prince did. China. Oh, the rest of it. Yeah. yeah. No. See, like all kind. Like if you were like, like able to like make your sexuality not a huge issue, or like we're actually making a really big issue, but like be fluid about it. Oh man, you've you've died in the last. Like what the hell? Mm-hmm. Where's the next generation? Justin Bieber isn't going to do it. He clearly should have. He looks like he could be like the sexiest androgynous little elf ever, but no, no. He's got to wear backwards hats and get himself tatted and sing to girls. Fuck you, Justin Bieber. 
you were supposed to be the next prince, and you <laughs> betrayed. You betrayed your pop superstardom. I and saw. Now we have no prince. I saw a thing on the Facebooks today that said, uh, "I'm starting to get the feeling that 2016 was written by George R. R. Martin." Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because Game true. of Thrones is coming back. Actually, by the time this got th- gets on the air, it might be uh, already started might or starting the next day. Jon Snow's not dead. What? Sorry, folks. And if he is, that redheaded lady's bringing him back. That's what I think is going to happen. Some people think he might yeah. be a White Walker. I don't think that they are have the ability to speak enough to use the actor for that. So I think uh, I think he's dead, but the uh, witch lady brings him back. She was already trying to bone him. She was already trying to get with yeah. him. So yeah, I think she's just going to like have some sort of weird necrophilia moment, and then Jon Snow is going to wake up from the dead and be like, whoa. <laughs> That's how he comes. Not he that you don't have rocking tits, <laughs> but I'm going to come back to life. Right? Bam. Or Okay, alternate yeah. title, if the Jungle Book wing doesn't work out, Jon Snow coming back to life is the episode name. Just in case we need another one. Yeah. You know, let's stick with the Jungle Book. Our last one was really disgusting. Let's stick with something like <laughs> Mad Mowgli, Welcome to the Jungle is safe has no reference to to jizz or coming in it I oh feel like god that's what it was i was trying to after, think what our last episode was <laughs> after talking about spunk and mike's hard lemonade for a long time i think we can really class it up a bit with our mowgli name so yeah mowgli mad mowgli welcome to the jungle is totally the title all right so you know all the voice actors in in the jungle book then yes yeah, yeah right. I do. So I've not seen it, but I know them all. Yeah, I as I mentioned, I did not look into it beforehand or anything. So, and I kind of enjoy that. Like I saw Zootopia recently, and and it's fun to sit there and try and be like, Zootopia was an amazing movie. Fuck, I forgot. Oh that. God, Zootopia, Zootopia was so good. Since yeah, that was the last movie that I went to the theater and I was like, holy shit. In fact, Zootopia might be the best movie of 2016. It was mm. that fucking good. No, so, it was really anyway. Good. I actually yeah, that Zootopia. one I I got pulled out of it briefly at about halfway through. Which felt like it was almost the end of the movie because the story had so many twists and arcs to it that, like, I think it, it had it felt like it had like two or three resolutions in that movie. Yeah. But it ne- it never felt like it drug on. But I remember at one point uh, when it twisted again another way. I, I remember getting pulled out of it just enough to kind of appreciate it as somebody who does writing to look at it and go, "This is a kids' movie, but it's like it is as in depth and twisty of a story th- than most adult movies would be." Oh yeah, no, they they really they, it was a great story with a lot of layers and themes and everything. And I will say this, I am like, okay, Disney, you got to get over your bad guy twist thing. Like, oh, I'm yeah, not going to ruin it. If ago. you haven't seen Zootopia, I'm not going to say anything about it. But there's a twist that you're like, hey, I wonder if, yep, that's that twist. You think, yeah, that's that's a thing. Mm-hmm. Like Frozen and Prince Hans and like every Disney movie now, it's like, oh, is this the bad guy? No, it isn't. You're yeah. like, okay, all right. Great. But other than that, flawless movie. Zootopia was really fucking good. So oh, I'm sure. sorry. But it's been since early March, which is a long time for me. We had a hot streak, like Star Wars, The Revenant. There was like all these great movies coming out. Well, that was and then it's just Oscar been... season. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, the witch, the witch was pretty good. I had Deadpool and The Witch in back-to-back weeks. Those were good. And then Zootopia. And then just the rest of March, like Batman v Superman just killed everything. Literally. Yeah. It's no good movies. I uh, I might I might go see it soon. Um, I'm trying to decide if I'm gonna wait until it like hits Netflix. Like I don't even want to rent it. But um, I have I have I have told people that I will pay a dollar fifty for it at a Redbox. That's when I will I will watch it. So when it comes to Redbox, I will watch it and we can talk about it. Uh, we can we give it a review of actually having seen it. Yeah. Uh, though I feel like our our review of not seeing it is probably gonna be pretty accurate. Probably actually more accurate than what we've done in the past. Yeah, I want to do uh, touch in real quick here. I've I'm only four episodes in, but before we get off the topic of uh, superhero stuff, have mm. you watched any of the season, the new season of Daredevil? I am up to the last episode, and I'm waiting because uh, my wife <laughs> fell asleep during episode nine, and I'm waiting for her to watch literally probably twenty minutes worth of that episode so that I can finish it. And that hasn't happened yet. So, uh, no, I've not finished it. I am only four episodes in. I got to what I... I don't even know if I want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. I'm not going to. We'll talk about it after we're both done with it, but let's say The Punisher, fucking awesome. Yes, pun- Punisher's say. amazing. I'm interested to see how it's going. They're, they're doing great with it. I love 
seeing how successful regularly now those shows are d- doing on Netflix. Like uh, yeah. Jessica Jones was great. Both seasons of Daredevil seem to be good. It gives me high hopes for the future projects they're putting out there with uh, Iron Fist and Luke Cage. And uh, yeah, and then I think it sounds like kind of ma- bringing them all together with Daredevil to do and um, is Punisher? No, no, no. Daredevil. It's Daredevil, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and there. Oh, and Jessica Jones actually is Jessica Jones. Uh, yeah, yeah, is uh, going to be in the Defenders. No, I think it'd be. I think it would be a great. Uh, they're doing a fantastic job with it. Netflix is is killing it. I'm Go scared. Netflix. I'm scared though. I feel like within five years, somehow we're going to see them do a, a crossover special with the Netflix Marvel stuff and making a murderer. <laughs> Could happen. Could happen. I won't say it won't. <laughs> I won't Netflix. say it. I don't want to say that it will because I, I I could make that happen by predicting the future. You and your your way of making things happen in Hollywood. It's true. Hey, uh so we missed March literally. I think our last episode was in February. Yep. A- April's almost over. So we haven't had a chance to really talk yet about this, and it's kind of a big deal for you. Uh, first of all, March Madness. How did you do with the brackets? Did any of us um, do well? No, not really. Uh, you got close. North Carolina did make it to the final game, but then lost. Yeah. So everybody kind of didn't, you know. I died early. Michigan State was my pick to win it all, and they got bounced in the first round. So <laughs> I did not do well. It was a great tournament, though. The thing I like about March Madness, honestly, is that first weekend where there's just, you literally, if you want, could not stop watching basketball. I just sat in my living room. I had two days off, <laughs> the two days of the first two days of the tournament. And I just, like, literally, my wife left for work in the morning, and she came home at night, and I was still watching basketball. And it was glorious. Like, you'd, one game would get over, and I'd switch to the next game. One game would be over, switch to halftime, and, oh, it's just, it's magical. So yeah, I enjoyed March Madness, uh, even though I was completely wrong about the brackets. But whatever, it's still fun. Did to watch you notice? Because uh, I entered twice, I submitted two brackets. Yeah. And did you, you did. did you notice what I did? Did you pick up on that? That you, uh, I was literally, if you'd won, I was gonna like disallow like one of your brackets just to make you cry. But do you because know I what like, I did though with one of those brackets? Did you catch that? You basically like just flopped the picks in the later rounds. No. There, one of my brackets that I named "Thanks Obama" yeah. was literally Obama's picks. He always shares his picks, ah. and so I literally just stole his bracket. And then "Feel the Burn" was my actual, just my pick picks. Was your weirdly enough? I think "Thanks Obama" won. <laughs> well, thanks so Obama. You owe, you owe Obama. Obama technically won our group then. <laughs> but. However that worked, I thought you just switched in the later rounds. But oh, no, yeah, you didn't because, yeah, there it was. I, I did not pick up on that because yep. I'm slow and obsessed with basketball. But apparently College basketball, not our president. Anyway. No, I'm not obsessed with our president. Not at all. Or not even really obsessed with who's going to be our president yet until it gets down to it. Uh, but no, it was a good it was good March Madness, and now we're into the NBA playoffs. We uh, are. And the Blazers yeah. are in it, but the they're Blazers getting their ass handed it. to them. Are they down to 2 nothing now? They're down to nothing, but uh, we'll see. I'm going to hope they win every game in Portland. So uh, if you're in the Portland area, I hope you went out and saw Chicago the Musical, and I hope you're then going to go out and cheer for the Blazers. Yeah, they were pretty excited before I left. There were a lot of people were excited about them making it to the playoffs because, you know, with they lost, like, almost all, what, all but one of their starting five this season? Yeah, they literally, they were down to Damian Lillard and a bunch of new guys, and they, it was supposed to be a rebuilding year. Like, this was the year where they went, they went out, and got as many young prospect guys as they could get from other teams that were like, oh, we've given up on this prospect guy. It's been a year, two years, whatever, we're done. And uh, we picked all those guys up, and bam, they all got together and had a great year. So unlike uh, work? I don't know. Unlike a team, like you you guys had a rebuilding year where, uh, you know, it was literally supposed to be a shit year. They're, you know, they're going to find their way and hopefully get there in a year or two, and they make it yeah. to the playoffs. Do they get out yep. of round one remains to be seen, but they made it. Sure. Meanwhile, there's another team in the NBA that, that actually has a pretty deep roster, has a lot of non-starters that have become starters, um, mm-hmm. and they got rid of clearly the only problem they had on the whole team was their head coach because he just couldn't get the job done in the playoffs. And they, you know, so they spiced it up. They brought in a new coach specifically to get them through the playoffs and get that championship. 
Um, yeah. And uh, and those Chicago Bulls are watching from the sidelines at this point. They did not even make the playoffs. I I have a feeling that one that tonight's um, going to be Jake, a good night. That Jay Cutler oh uh, has worked his way into the Chicago Bulls front office somehow, and uh, has decided to throw the passes. And by the passes, I mean coach the team secretly his name is actually fred hoidberg mm-hmm. like fred hoidberg is actually jay cutler in a old man suit okay and, like uh, he a goes, la, la scooby-doo he goes yeah he goes down there and like, if you guys had figured it out at some point during the year and like pulled it in but hey it's you and he'd have been we like just needed some gotten damn away meddling with it. kids that's what we needed meddling, but there were no meddling kids in chicago to be had and so oh. you got stuck and yeah that was kind of depressing because they had a good squad. I mean, Pau Gasol's getting older. He's not getting younger. And Derrick Rose is held together with tape. And it <laughs> mostly held this year. So I was really kind of hoping things were going to go well. But, yeah, they just did not. I mean, they're in a tough division, to be fair. The, who saw the Pistons being that good? I certainly did not. But I don't even think you have the, the Pistons, Pistons and the Pacers. The Pistons being that good. No. Nah, the Pacers, the Pacers are always kind of I mean, in it. The Pacers are always in it. Yeah. But, I mean, they just, like, those teams turned out to be really good. And the Bulls had to play them a whole bunch. And it was yeah. like, Damn. Tough shit. The Blazers had to play the Utah Jazz, and then, oh, thank God we got to play against Kobe a whole bunch because that guy, other than that last game, which was great, by the way, I got to see that. Kobe's last game was really nice to Wait, see. Wait, you were there nice live? To see. No, I was watching on TV. Oh, okay. I wouldn't go to that. I, I wouldn't pay money to watch Kobe Bryant shit in a bucket. I no. But it was cool that he scored 60 points in his last game and yeah. on 50 shots. It That was the perfect summation of the Lakers season. Here, Kobe, take a shot. Here, Kobe, take yeah. a shot. Just let Kobe play. So let go. Should we be developing the young guys we've been drafting? No. Let Kobe take the shot. So that's what they did for the last game, and surprisingly, some of them went in. So, you know, cheers to Kobe. I'm glad he's gone, though, because uh, it just got pathetic. But, um, yeah, Blazers got to play the Lakers a whole bunch, which, you know, who? Yeah, they literally So that's won, how they like, got in the playoffs. That's kind of how we got in the playoffs. We, there were some really terrible teams out west this year. And, uh, that, and now the they're Warriors. getting their asses handed to them by the other L.A. team. By the other L.A. team, which is you know, a pretty good team. So and, have you? Uh, the Warriors set that record. They did. Warriors broke the Bulls' record. I know. I went from what rooting for the Warriors happened? to being a little unhappy with them. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It was going to fall at some point. Was Even it? Michael Jordan was like, was Michael it? Jordan called him and was like, hey, I hope you break the record when they hit number 72. And I mean, it, it, all records fall. Michael Jordan broke records. Everybody breaks records. Somebody will break the Warriors' records someday. Who knows? But I, I, man, Steph Curry is probably the most exciting thing to watch in sports right now. Holy shit! Yeah. I don't think since Michael Jordan have I watched a player who makes me go, "Oh, what the hell's he doing?" That's not. Got, oh my god, it worked. Like just that kind of like Steph Curry does that shit all the time. He's like pulls up at like half court. In the middle of a game to drop a three, and you're like, "What is this idiot?" Oh, well, and, oh, yeah. And it got yeah. to the point where, like, his three, his half quarters, it became it, it's it. People became more surprised when he didn't hit it. Like, yeah, he, he just started throwing those things. They were just dropping, and it became kind of like as give more given than a free throw at that point. That's crazy. That's crazy. And uh, but yeah, no, I remember when I was a kid, I'd watch Michael Jordan make like insane layups and dunks, and be like. What is this crazy person doing? He's not. And then like, oh, nope. Well, that was a miracle right there. Wow. Steph Curry, same feeling I get watching that man shoot three-pointers. He's like, what is he? Oh, that's what he's doing. Okay, he's winning the game. Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So uh, I think it, I think, uh, I think the Warriors are going to win it. Who do you think? You got any idea? You think LeBron's got no. anything in the tank to take him out? No, it ain't gonna be. it'll be the Warriors. It should be the Warriors. Yeah, um, should be. Absolutely. So solve that problem. It ain't going to be the Blazers. Uh, I know that. I I would love for it to be the Blazers, and I'm still going to cheer until it's not. But I have a feeling it it won't be. I'd like to see him. I want to see him turn it around and beat the Clippers. That'd be cool. Just to get out of the first round would be would be nice. But then if they do get out of the first round, they have to play probably the Warriors. So you know, poop. Oh, so Chicago does have a reason to be happy though. I was just going to say we should talk about baseball because for the first time in forever, to quote the movie Frozen. Which we've been Chicago talking about a lot talking, today. Sometimes you just talk about Frozen a lot. Uh, it It is not a sad spring in Chicago. It is not. It is, in fact, a joyous one. Tonight, as I don't know when we'll re- it'll come out, but as of, t- you know, we're recording. Yeah. Uh, Jake Arrieta threw a no-hitter. Yep. 
and Chris Bryant can't stop hitting home runs. Yep. So it's if kind of off to a great start. The, what worries me is if they, if they, if, the, if those two in particular, if they have, I'd say another week and a half or two weeks of solid gameplay like this again, I honestly think it's going to get time for them to get traded because that is <laughs> that's just kind of how the Cubs seem to operate. So I it's the Chicago mantra, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, man, I guess we should trade Chris Bryant and Jake Arrieta now for all these great prospects. Who, who is this? Uh, broken Leg Nelson and uh, <laughs> Blind blind Lemon Pitcherton. These guys are can't, can't miss. On. Wait a second. <laughs> yeah. And this fella, uh, this fella, Bray Butler. Yeah, he looks like he's got a great arm. Let's get him <laughs> in here. That'll happen. It'll happen. Yeah. Uh, but no, uh, they uh, the crazy thing about them is they're so deep. I think this is I think this is the bulletproof Chicago sports team because they already why? lost Kyle Schwarber. Why do you guys who's say like that? They already lost like one of their best players. Kyle Schwarber went down in like the first week of the season. Yeah, for the season uh, with an injury. Yeah, for the season he's out for the season. Doesn't matter. They've got somebody you know just as awesome to back him up. Yeah, that's just they're they are as far as I can tell, unless. Another Chicago fire happens, or another and they goat. burn down Wrigley Field, or yeah, then unless Wrigley Field burns down with half the team in it, I don't see any way that they're going to lose. And even then, their farm club has like tons of really good guys they could call up. Let me ask you this, yeah, because I love Chicago and you clearly hate them, so I figure your response will be probably more honest than mine might be. Sure. Let's say the Cubs once again get to the playoffs. Let's yep. say they even get to the World Series. Holy shit. Let's say a Chicago fan, maybe a lifelong season ticket holder, shows up with a goat, wants to bring that goat in and watch the game with him. Do you think yeah. they turn him away, or have they learned their lesson? you got to hope they've learned their lesson. So you think, that, if you not, think that goat gets in? It's going to be another 100 years. 108 years, actually, as of right now. 108 years since yeah. the Chicago Cubs have won a World Series. I mean, you were only like what? You were four years old when that happened, right? Yeah, I was just four years old, getting ready to go fight in World War One in a couple, <laughs> in eight more years. I'm surprised. I still can't believe they 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 took children so young into war. It was it was that's probably why I'm so messed up and killed orphans now. That's probably I'm gonna blame the Chicago Cubs and World War One. Yeah, it's probably both of those things. How about it's the a rough Dodgers, life when though? you're the Dodgers? Are they gonna do anything this year? Or are they shit. They've been great, actually, so far this year. Uh, they lost to the Braves a couple times recently, which was like, really, guys? The Braves suck. What the hell? But, uh, you know, they got uh, they got this Japanese kid, Kenta Maeda, who uh, Vin Scully can't pronounce his name right, so he's like, uh, he's come dangerously close to calling him Kunti Maeda the once <laughs> or twice, which is just sort of fun to listen to. And it is Vin Scully's last year. To give you an idea of also baseball history, Vin Scully... Is one of the only announced only only what? Uh, oh man, I'm stuttering like crazy over this because it's so amazing. Obviously, Vin Scully would say it better. Ha. Vin Scully is one of the only members of Major League Baseball. He is the only member of Major League Baseball who remember who who was calling games when members of the Cubs' last World Series team were still playing. What? That's how long Vin Scully's been calling baseball games. Damn. Vin Scully started calling games in 1957. There was still one guy from the 1908 Cubs playing in the major leagues at that point because they had like 30-year, 50-year careers back then. How, how do you know that? How do you know these things? Because uh, that, is a, that is a thing. I, I don't know if they were playing in the league, but they were alive. Some people were alive uh, who had played baseball for the 1908 Cubs when Vin Scully was calling baseball games. Vin Scully called Jackie Robinson games. That's -uh. how long Vin Scully's been calling baseball games. And the man, if if you ever just need poetry in your life, listen to that dude call a baseball game. The other night, he read a grocery list on air during a baseball game and made it the most relevant, awesome fucking moment of the game. You're kidding. No, no, I'm not at all. Look it up online. If you want to see it under you, just go to like uh, MLB Net. The Major League Baseball Network sometimes will like just like put like audio of his calls out because they're like, yeah, the other night Vince Scully read a grocery list and boom, it was entertaining. The most entertaining baseball call ever because he's one of the old school guys that'll still do shit like that to be like, hey, he understands the rhythm of a baseball game 
isn't like fast go now now he's like you know what i have time to talk about my grocery list because nothing is going to happen for the next five minutes you know so it's just it's stunning and it's everything i love about baseball is vince scully i'm going to be really sad to see him go at the end of the year so i'm trying to listen to as many vince scully games as i can So have you actually got to go see any live games yet i know i haven't got any invites so i'm hoping you haven't been to the stadium yet i went while you were in uh, portland I, I went and watched them play an exhibition game against the Angels. It was wonderful and beautiful, and it was baseball. So it was as if talking to God, but actually it was just watching a ball game. Okay. But no, I haven't been out to see them yet this season. Hopefully soon. All right. Well, maybe when the Cubs are in town, we'll have to go. And They are. They are coming in August, I think, yeah. Yep. Total lose. Nah, didn't happen last time. Actually, no. Last time, Jake Arrieta threw another no-hitter against the Dodgers. <laughs> so hopefully that yeah. won't happen this time because uh, that would suck. Yeah, I think this time he'll just go for a complete perfect game. That would be fantastic. He should do that perfect game. Be the first time I should go. Because I'm really looking forward to the fact that I may be able to go see, we may be able to see the Bears play because the L.A. Rams are here now. It's true. And uh, I assume the Bears are going to come lose here because they've lost everywhere else in California and across the nation. So if that happens, are we going to try and go watch it live or are we still going to go down to uh, Tin Horn Flats? I mean, I feel like we should just go to Tin Horn Flats and be like, fuck it. Yeah. Just watch it. I mean, we're too lazy to traipse down to <laughs> traipse all the way down to downtown LA to watch fucking football. I don't know. I've never been to a football game, so, you know. like I have like not either. I mean, not professional. Uh, yeah. Know, not I've seen not a bunch of high school and college ones. But, yeah, so, I mean, we'll see. Uh, I would love to watch the Bears lose live, though. That would be really be great. They're I not going to lose. They're the gonna joy of season. yelling, joy of getting to yell at Jay Cutler in person would <laughs> just be too sweet for me to pass Yeah, on. but you know what? With with our luck, he would get injured early, leave the game, and you wouldn't be able to yell at him anymore. That would suck, but at least I'd get that treasured first minute of telling him he <laughs> sucks, and then as he walks off the field injured, I can mock him more. Whatever. But yeah, you're an awful uh, person. We're not even they. They're not even it, the drafts coming up at the end of the month. That's soon, actually. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Maybe the Bears last year. Bears had a good draft last year. Maybe they'll uh, they keep did. the draft going. I know they the did. Niners didn't. <laughs> they keep. <laughs> they don't even have a quarterback that doesn't even want to be there. And we don't yeah, want. Is Kaepernick going to be a Bronco or something? God, or no, he's not going to be a Bronco because the Broncos, I guess, got somebody else now. And so now, literally, they didn't get Kaepernick. Johnny football, did they? No, I don't think they got Johnny football. Where'd he end up? Nowhere yet. I'm Are you sure, sure? Some, someone will take him. I don't think he's okay. on there. I, I'm, I'm off on football right now for the most part because baseball's happening. So now I'm just like, oh, and football golf. will be. And golf's happening, right? Oh, my God. Rory McIlrippy, isn't he a thing? Isn't that the guy that did the song Thrift Shop? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure, probably. <laughs> Could definitely be him, or he's a famous golfer. It's fifty-fifty. White rapper, famous golfer. Which one is he? I don't know. Arnold Palmer, famous rapper. All right. Well, we I think are pretty much out of time here. I'm gonna go see Hardcore Henry, and so I feel like I'll be giving a review of that. I personally am super excited for it because it could be could turn out to be reals bad. It has mm. not lasted very long in theaters. I don't think it's been out for very many weeks, and it's already really hard to find a showtime for it. Yeah. So it may not be the best thing ever, but for those that don't know, it is uh, it's an action movie that is all first person. So you you are seeing it from the POV of the action hero. So it's a, it's a brave new way to shoot a film, especially that kind of film. So I'm interested to see how they pull that off. I think in a world where VR headsets are starting to become a thing that's going to happen, why not? Go for it. Oh, man. A movie like that would be amazing to watch on one of those headsets. Yeah. Also, I'm going to put it out here. Uh, the female star of Hardcore Henry. Yes. Uh, basically, like, possibly a new Scarlett Johansson. So, uh, really? Give us a review on that, is that too. Yeah. All right. I will, uh, I guess, for the sake of the show, I will, I will try and really pay a, a lot of attention to that hot chick in the movie. Stay impartial. All right. We appreciate you guys for uh, sticking with us over that long, long gap. Hopefully you uh, you didn't miss us too much, or hopefully you did, and now you're super happy that we're back. I am back in L.A. now. I don't be, I don't see myself traveling for the foreseeable future, so hopefully we'll get back on track with a more normal recording schedule. A little bit more. And 
Yeah, and we're going to clean the shit out of the studio. I am so sorry, Brian. It is not going to stay. No, it's staying. Nah, I don't staying. think so. You yep. you can you know what you can put that in your office. How about that? Redecorate nope. your office, but it's got it. It's got to go. Uh, unless you come up with a better theme to decorate than Batcave, it stays Batcave. <gasps> Cotton candy unicorns. I cannot believe you said that just now. Okay. You'd rather have cotton candy unicorns instead of the Batman. Well, it depends which Batman. Because I, you Me. know, this is this is just keeping the Zack Snyder vision alive. To be my, honest, my my Batman, which is based on Zack Snyder's vision, so me and my Batman, it's the only okay. Batman anymore. All right. Fuck you, Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for listening. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. I'm Batman. And we'll catch you next time. I'm the Dark Knight. Don't let me beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no. Don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down. You just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. This has been a Dry Run production.